0: Hello, and welcome to episode 131 of the Casual Try Hard podcast. I'm Brian. And I'm James. And we are talking formats.
1: All of the formats, even the ones you don't want to hear about.
0: (laughs) Yes. How (laughs) can we play magic? Let us do that. Let us figure out how to do that. So if you want to get at us about what your favorite format is, or a format that we might have missed that has come and died... uh, you can tweet at us, at Casual Tripod.
1: Oh, I am 100% certain that somebody's favorite format I have forgotten to include on the list. So if you want to tell me how wrong I am for not including your favorite format on the list, you can hit us up on Facebook, at uh, CasualTriHardMTG, or you can email us, show, at com. Um, by the time you're listening to this, Adventures in the Forgotten Realms will probably be up for actual sale Um, If you're looking to pick up any singles, or if you haven't picked up your Modern Horizons 2 singles yet, because they'll probably be cheap while the focus is off of them and onto Forgotten Realms, um, please use your TCG Player affiliate link, tcg.casualtryhardmtg.com. After punching that address in, Um, it doesn't matter what you do, as long as you navigate to TCG Player through that address, um, we will get a a small percentage of whatever you purchase to help keep the show going. We really appreciate it. And if you guys want to help us out a little bit more directly, you can do so at patreon.com slash casual MTG. Patrons get early access to our show notes. I try and post them the day before the show goes live. They also get a special pre-show, which is uh, basically us rambling on about our very mundane lives <laughs> for... You know, somewhere around about 45 minutes to an hour before the show goes live. Um, It's unedited, contains some uh, maybe not suitable for the general public stuff, um, but is also kind of just us catching up. And throughout this summer, it's going to have a little bit of the oozy magic stuff while we're focusing on this playing on paper series. So if you want to hear any of that, uh, hop on over to patreon.com slash casualtryhardmtg and throw a couple bucks in the pot. It really means a lot to us that you know our our patrons have chosen to support us, and it would mean a lot if you guys did too. So hop on over there, throw a couple bucks in the pot, and listen to our pre-show. Yes, please. Uh, We also might have something special coming later this summer. I know I've been teasing that a lot lately, but I've got big ideas and not enough time to do them. So... As soon as we get time to do them, there'll be more. Yes. Um, no, go ahead.
0: I was gonna say, I want to do them too. Honest. Honest. We will find, <laughs> we will find time. We are just talking. About, I like, like, I really want to do this. So we get, we'll find time.
1: Yep. Um, also we have a YouTube channel, casual Try Hard MTG on YouTube. Uh, it's all our podcasts get posted up there. We also did a video episode of our last podcast, the, uh, adventures in forgotten Realms set review episode. Um, we made like a special presentation that lets you follow along and you get to look at our smiling faces so hop on over there check that out i also did a pre-release pack um like box opening style video and a sealed pool build where i walk you through kind of my steps to building a sealed pool Uh, that's over there on youtube and there will be more content coming on youtube in the future so hop over there give us a subscribe like a video or two and that helps us out as well also we have a discord channel there's a link in the description there's a link on all our social media uh, hop on over there and that's probably the quickest way to get a response from either of us is on discord so if you got something you really want us to know hop over there if you want help with the deck if you got an idea for a show if there's some kind of nuts and bolts stuff that you want talked about in this playing and paper series hop onto our discord join in the chat we've got a lot of really cool people over there hanging out and chatting
0: yes so we have our other housekeeping stuff just be mindful that i'm not we're not sure how well uh this set is going to sell based Mm. on some like pre-release uh stuff so if there's any cards that you think maybe might have long-term value like stuff we talked about in the last episode yeah when they get cheap now, when they're like legal and standard,
1: mm-hmm.
0: this would be the time to get them. Because yeah, because there sure. could be a chance that this set's not going to sell super great.
1: Yeah. We, we did talk about this a little bit in the pre-show and it's kind of not what the episode's about, but it is a good point to bring that up. Um, yeah. I know locally pre-release did not go well this weekend. I don't know if that was the case everywhere, and I also have not heard a lot of buzz from the community. Um, I wasn't super checked in this weekend. I had some other stuff going on. But and my phone's always in my pocket. And it, like all of the social media that I follow was mostly magic stuff. And I really didn't hear anybody talking about Forgotten Realms, pre-release, sealed, draft, constructed, anything.
0: Yeah, I saw a so. few tweets about it. But that was about it. So yeah. just we're not going to spend a lot of time on it. But I just want to say, like, If, you know, you watch our episode and you're like, oh, yeah, I think that such and such card is going to be see play in other formats or something. Get it now when like the price goes down from the initial rush, because they they might be in short supply. Yep. All right. So now for the actual episode,
1: the actual episode,
0: which is, as I'm reading it here, formats, the formats, exclamation (laughs) point. All right. That's right. So we're going to walk through all the ways to play Magic yep. and kind of the rules about them or associated with them to some yeah. degree. Right.
1: The, like the way this is going to be laid out is we're going to start off with the, I'll call them official formats, the supported formats, and then we'll kind of move into some of the like less popular I called them failed in the notes, but that's not really fair for all of them. Uh, But the the formats that don't see a ton of play or that like used to exist and don't really see play anymore, just like the less popular ones. So the first ones are going to be like events that you might expect to find somewhere. And then the other ones are going to be like events that you might show up to as a funsies on a Saturday at your game store that aren't like not something that you're really prepared for, I guess.
0: Yeah. So we're going to break it down into the two main categories of playing magic limited and constructed. Mm -hmm. So we're going to start with limited and limited. The thing that unifies all of the limited formats is you are going to open packs. And in some way from those packs, you are going to build a deck.
1: Yeah, so there's a small card pool. You're only limited to what is opened. Uh yeah. you don't get to use your whole collection. It's it's a limited card pool.
0: Yeah. So the first step is probably what you're most familiar with from pre-release, which is sealed.
1: Yeah, and that's really short of like going to a big grand prix or something. Um it's really the only time you're probably going to play sealed. It's really not that often that like Later on in a format's life, you're going to randomly buy six packs with your buddies and do like a sealed event. Um It typically doesn't happen. So pre-release is by far the most popular way to play sealed or time to play sealed, I guess.
0: There's also been two sealed arena opens recently, like they're limited uh arena yeah. opens. And yeah. they, they seem like they're pretty popular and they're going to stay around. So basically pre-release... Big GP in the occasional arena open is when you're going to play sealed.
1: Yeah, I I actually I saw the announcement for the the next arena open and it did okay. not say anything about a format.
0: Weird. Okay.
1: Yep, it had the whole breakdown of price structure and everything else, and nowhere in there did it mention a. Format. So I don't know if this one is going to be a format or not. I do know that it's the weekend that I'll be driving to New York. So oh, okay. <laughs>
0: <laughs> Alright, so sealed is you get handed six packs, you open six packs, and you build your deck from those six packs.
1: Mm-hmm. Um, and- if you want to go like super in-depth on how to build a sealed pool, check out our YouTube channel. There's a whole bunch of pre-release kit builds on there. I try and film one every time a new set comes out. So check those out.
0: Yeah, so, uh, pretty much all of your limited formats are a forty card minimum, mm-hmm. and uh, secretly they're also a forty card maximum because you should only play forty <laughs> cards.
1: Right. Uh, also in limited, um, your in the entire rest of your pool is your sideboard, so yeah. you're allowed to use anything else that you open to modify your deck in between games. Um. He- up to and including building a whole nother deck
0: yeah so you'll see some people in sealed uh the cameron special was in uh, the carson special was having two decks yeah a lot of just, times they build two decks and just swap swap one out in between or yeah. you could have a red black deck that's really aggressive but a black green deck that is more attrition-y and controlling <laughs> And you could like swap the red cards out for the green cards in between uh in between games. If you're like, oh, this matchup's not gonna my aggression's not gonna work out. I need the more controlling card dry uh deck. So I need the green cards. Yep. So you can switch a color, you can switch the whole deck. But yeah, everything that you that is in your pool uh from yep. your sealed that you open, this all fair game. Yep. So next up we have draft and draft is less packs it's three packs mm-hmm. and but instead of a sealed pool where you get your six packs you open them and whatever you opened that's what you're stuck with right in draft right you have more control over it where you open your pack you pick a card that you went out of the pack you set it mm-hmm. down in front of you and then you pass that card to your left right uh And then the person to your right passes you their pack after they took the one card out. Then you look at that pack and (laughs) you get to take a card. So instead of just getting six packs that could have six rares that don't go together, Right. right? You are actually, as you're drafting, you are building your deck. You are taking cards that go with other cards that you have.
1: Yeah, so your sealed decks a lot of times are very low power level and kind of loosely stuck together. Uh draft decks tend to be a lot higher power level and a lot more cohesive as well. You can you can end up drafting like a theme where your cards have synergy and play well together whereas, you know, if you just open six packs, you the best you can do maybe is like a reasonable curve with no synergy. You
0: know what yeah. I mean? So, like the, uh, what is it? cloister Gargoyle from this set. Mm-hmm. It's a two and a white for an o 04. When it comes into play, you venture. And then mm-hmm. if you've completed a dungeon, you get plus three, plus 0 and flying on it. So, yep. in your draft deck, you can have taken that card and feel reasonably confident that you took a bunch of other cards that allow you to venture. So, that card mm-hmm. is going to be a 3 4 flyer at some point in, in the game. Yeah, if
1: you're playing Sealed, it's only ever going to be an 0-4.
0: Yeah, it might be the only card in your deck that says venture into a dungeon. Right. Right, because you're like, oh, I'm white-red and this is the only venture card. Like, red doesn't really venture. I don't have any of the other things. This thing's just an 0-4. Cool. Am I okay with that? So, like, cards have different values. Mm -hmm. But you might need that o four because you only have twenty one playables in your sealed deck, and you're like, "Oh man, I yeah. guess I'm gonna play this. It has toughness, I guess that's better than <laughs> I guess that's better than playing you know nineteen lands. it's got right. toughness. let's go yeah it, so it'll block it'll block, so yeah, draft you're building a deck, and I think that for both James and I. The thing that we enjoy most is like the
1: drafting. Oh, I have said this numerous times on the show.
2: <laughs> yeah.
0: So i I haven't posted them. I've got to figure out what, how I'm going to do it. I've been doing all of my um, adventures in the Forgotten Realms drafts on my iPad. Like I'll yeah. sit with Gavin and I'll just. But I can. I've done screen recordings of a few of them. Oh okay. So I might just like put up the draft and just be the like, "Draft portion, yeah." Hey, this this deck ended up going four two or four three yeah. or whatever. But just talking like, I've got to like sit down and like just narrating the draft mm-hmm. and putting that up as as opposed to putting up like a two hour like video. Just like here's the draft part, but, yeah. um, but yeah, like it's fun to like try to build a deck and figure out like you know what's going to wheel or like okay i can take this card and the last three drafts i've done the other card in the pack has come back so i can hope that it comes back this time or you know like oh this is a rare but this uncommon synergizes with the other like 12 cards in my deck i should Mm -hmm. probably take the uncommon yeah right so uh it's It's a lot of it's a lot of it's very different. Like there's more on the front end. Right? Right. Like you can be the worst like you can be a not good like drafter but just open like an amazing sealed pool and Mm -hmm. like you'd be on easy street. Right. Right? Like, you know but like with the same like play skill level, if you're not a very good drafter, sometimes your deck should just awful because you didn't Mm -hmm. draft a good deck. So, like, you've got to be good at the deck building, drafting phase, and the, like, you know, and the play phase. where sealed. It's like, you've got to build a good deck, but you don't, you didn't have to pick those cards. You you didn't pick the groceries. They were just handed to to you.
1: Yeah.
0: Now, the best limited format.
1: Well, hang on. I wanted to say one more thing about uh, sealed and draft is... I know you'll hear both of us talk about sealed and draft kind of early in a format and then kind of taper off into constructed stuff. And that's kind of not just us. Um, typically, like say we'll talk about uh Strixhaven. Um, you'll hear a lot about like Strixhaven draft and sealed and stuff when, when it first came out, but like now that we've had Modern Horizons and two Adventures in the Forgotten Realms, nobody's probably going to be talking about Strixhaven sealed or draft. And you're probably not going to find like a Strixhaven draft at your local game store. Because typically the, the drafts and like the sealed uh, tournaments and stuff are whatever's current. Um, you don't really go backwards that often. Unless you know somebody ends up with a Innistrad box or whatever, and you want to chip in a hundred bucks to do a you know a throwback Innistrad draft, um, like those things really don't happen that often. So if you want to play limited for a format, like you kind of have to do it early, before like before the format gets solved and moves on.
0: Yeah, it's it's one of those things that happens at the beginning. Kind of as like a card evaluation, card acquisition thing. Yeah. And then, and for the longest time, like the Pro Tour was close to the beginning of the format. Oh, the Pro Tour, quaint times. (laughs) So there was always a lot of prep for the Pro Tour. And there was a lot of content creators were talking about limited because they were doing limited prep for the Pro Tour. Right. And like, then limited would fall off because, mm-hmm. eh. And the thing that would keep limited semi-relevant was, again, another relic of, of bygone era, PTQs. There'd be occasionally yeah. sealed PTQs, like yep. kind of like midway through a format, right? You know, six weeks to two months in, there would be might be a sealed PTQ.
2: Yeah.
0: So you kind of like, you know, I had to stay relevant on like what cards were good and limited and stuff like that
1: mm-hmm. um how your pick orders changed
0: yeah how your pick orders changed because uh, you know of course you're gonna top eight then you're gonna have to do the draft and not get clowned yeah. um <laughs> I still remember being the top eight of a of some of a of a of a PTq and the guy played a card that I'd never seen anyone in the format play and like blew me out I was like oh I couldn't play around that because no one's put that card on the stack in this format. Like he didn't, I was like, I was like, Oh, apparently he didn't get the memo. That the card's not good. It's great here. <laughs> uh, <laughs> but no. So for the most part, yeah, it is a very like beginning of the format thing. And yeah. it's, it, it rides on the excitement of new cards for sure. And then as the excitement of new cards wears off, uh, the excitement to open packs and play games, but you know, I know our game store is different, but I, for the longest time, only drafted. Like, I would just go in and, like, draft every Friday night.
1: Yeah, that was one more thing that I wanted to talk about before we move on from draft and sealed is kind of as we're talking about, especially through this first section with, like, the competitive formats, is like where a new player would fall into some of this. And that's important to talk about with draft and sealed because. Like that's the best way for new players to get cards. Um, like short of you know buying singles to build a like a specific deck, um, you don't really want to just crack packs because you're not really going to get paid back that well. But if you can crack packs for a draft, and you know, get some enjoyment out of building a draft, you know, drafting a deck and playing that deck and maybe win some prize support like then you don't feel so bad about cracking packs so if you show up to your fnm like say you have a draft fnm or whatever um that's a good way for like a newer player that might not have like a built out collection to start accumulating cards Um, especially like when fall rolls around because that's when rotation happens So, if you like get in, if you start playing, you know, in paper at your local game store in the fall, you'll have a very small standard at that point. And if you start drafting, not only are you familiarizing yourself with the cards that are going to be legal and standard, but you're also collecting them. So, you know, maybe you can build a deck at some point.
0: There's also the being on an even playing field. So, when I started playing, I started drafting because I showed up to play constructed and just mm-hmm. kept getting clowned because yeah. like my decks weren't as good as mm-hmm. the people I was playing against. And so I was like, well, I'm just going to draft because we all get three packs. Right. And like, I can learn to be a better drafter. There are resources like limited resources or the Lords of limited yeah. podcast that like I can listen to and I can get better at drafting but mm-hmm. we're always going to have those same three packs. And, you know, there is a... Like, there's kind of a cap on the cost to some degree. Yeah. Right? Like, if you think about how much a standard deck is, you know, whatever it is, 200 $300, right? If the average standard format is 12 weeks long, mm-hmm. right? $15 a draft for 12 weeks is like 180 bucks. Yep. Right? And, like, you got multiple hours out of that. You could, like sell your rares back to like Mm -hmm. defray the cost. If you're like, you know what? I'm just going to be a drafter. And like, that's fine. There are people that only draft that never play constructed.
1: Yeah, absolutely. So
0: like, if that's, that is a thing that you can do that like kind of, you know, puts kind of a cap on the the cost and it's a skill you can develop and get better at over time.
1: Yeah. It also kind of lessens the learning curve. I mean you you have to learn how to draft which is like a unto itself but you don't have to learn six sets worth of cards. Yeah. You only have to learn one set worth of cards and how that
0: one set goes together. Right. As opposed to how all six go together. And modern limited sets are kind of on rails where yeah. like you look at the uncommons in the set and it's like oh the blue white card says uh all of your ventures happen twice. So yeah. I should probably I should probably venture in the blue white deck. Right. And the red black uncommon says, "Oh hey, all your creatures get bigger if you spend treasure mana on them." I should probably make mm-hmm. treasures in my red black deck. Like yeah. it kind of even tells you what to do. Right. So, yeah, you can you can figure it out. Now, to the best limited format.
1: <laughs> now to the best limited format. Mystery booster draft, right?
0: It these are cousins. Uh, it it's 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 cube so cube is a curated list of usually 540 cards Mm -hmm. that are that someone has like picked and poured
1: over poured hours on end
0: and basically you will make you take these 540 cards and you make 15 card packs out of them Mm -hmm. and then you draft those packs right so much like in a regular draft situation right there are archetypes within the color pairs sometimes Mm -hmm. multiple archetypes in the color pairs yep and you're drafting a deck but the deck is way more powerful than Mm -hmm. the deck you would draft in um like a regular draft format cuz the cards themselves are way more powerful. Right. And the formats are, w- are are better supported oftentimes. Yeah. So the upside of this is it's a very like fun unique experience, but there is mm-hmm. a lot of work for at least one person on the front end. Oh yeah, tons of work like And cubes are not um cheap either. Even if you like Have a common and uncommon cube; they're not cheap.
1: Yeah, um, I have talked to a couple people when I started getting into this uh, um, proxy thing. Mm -hmm. I have talked into a lot of people that are doing um, like full having full cubes proxied.
0: Yeah, I mean that makes perfect sense. Which
1: cuts the um, like the front end cost down substantially. Like you can have a whole cube printed for one hundred and thirty bucks yeah
0: like cube is the like i like watching and doing like vintage cube because it lets you do kind of the like crazy broken stuff that i like to do Mm -hmm. but like you get this like unique play experience like every time because it's a singleton thing and maybe you're drafting a deck that could really use a natural order but natural order wasn't in the cards that got used So when you do 540 cards, uh, you have eight people with 45 cards each. So that's Mm -hmm. what, 350? Right. Uh, 360, 360. And so there's 180 cards that don't get used in your cube. So So you could have
1: like entire archetypes hiding in that. Yeah. Or you've
0: you've drafted a deck and you really need Kiki Jiki and Kiki Jiki's in the box still. Right, right. So you're like, well, I guess my blue red deck is like blue red tempo, because I don't have the Kiki, Kiki uh, combo in it. Okay. Yeah. Right. So you have to be mindful of like what could possibly not show up. Yeah. Uh so it's not like you just always get to draft like blue red every time and know you're gonna see a Kiki Jiki.
2: Yeah.
0: Right. So it's like you have that uh, tension, plus like you just get to do fun stuff and there's all kinds of different cubes. There's vintage. There's legacy cube, which just takes out the power nine.
2: Mm-hmm.
0: Um. There's like, uh, I think less successfully on model, modern uh, magic online. There's modern cube. There's, oh, I've
1: never seen that. There's
0: modern cube. I've seen um, uh, like, uh, there's the arena cube. Mm-hmm. There are there are there are people that just have cubes. It's sh- the mono green cube. <laughs> um. But yeah, there are just different versions. And if someone says, oh, I have a vintage cube, their vintage cube and someone else's vintage cube are not going to be the same.
1: Right. Yeah, it's very much whoever built it. It's it's a labor of love.
0: Yeah, like if I was building a cube, it would definitely have Storm in it. And other people might be mm-hmm. like, ooh, I don't like Storm. Like me. Yeah. I don't, I, yeah, yeah, I heard your audible, Ugh. Right, but <laughs> I'd be like, oh, I want Storm in my cube. So I'm going to make sure that like, there's storm so I can draft a storm archetype yeah. and other people would say no or I'll be like, I want reanimator and someone else would be like, well reanimator doesn't lead to fun games for this reason and this reason. And it's like okay, so they don't have reanimator and they have a different black red archetype right They right. might have black red sacrifices their archetype or something
2: mm-hmm.
0: So it's it's varied it can you know range from only Commons to the power nine. But it gives everywhere you the, in between, yes, and it gives you the draft experience, but instead of as uh, James will tell, uh, ha- James says having to play with crappy draft cards, <laughs> you get to <laughs> play limited with limited decks. Yes, you get to play with actual like real cards yeah. that are your decks are closer to constructed decks, way closer. Um, yeah, de- I mean,
1: depending on the cube, like y- you could have. A pack of entirely rares like your yeah. entire pack could be rares
0: yeah like the be- basically it's a lot of times the best limited card from each format Yeah, is in your pack yep right and then cards that like were never supposed to hang out together like what if somebody really loved like Con's Draft and they were like oh I want to have morph as a supported archetype so you have the morph cards going all the way back to like On invasion. Slot. Yeah. Onslaught and invasion block. Yeah. Mixed with the con stuff mixed with like a random morph from like modern horizons
1: or commander. Right?
0: Yeah. And so like you get to also see these cards that were never supposed to hang out together. And yeah. if you were playing a constructed format would never get to hang out together, interact right. with each other.
1: Yeah. So, I mean, you you get to play true name in your fish deck.
0: Yeah. And it's like, oh, this is great. So, this is limited and there are a few forms of limited that have died um that we'll there talk are. about later. But yep. this is the um, limited that you can actually like possibly play now.
1: Yeah. So, real quick as a recap, um I think all limited formats, I can't think of any that vary from but they're they're all 40 card minimum and the rest of your pool is your sideboard and you can change at will like in between games you can sideboard in and out no limit of cards like i said when i play sealed it's pretty frequent that i build more than one deck just in case the first one doesn't doesn't work out or i like you know call it the james okey doke like in between games like oh i switched it out you didn't weren't prepared for that um you you can sideboard out your whole deck, so no limit on sideboarding, whatever else is in, is your sideboard uh 40 card minimum, and there's also no borrow like however many copies of a card you end up with is how many you can
0: yeah, so if you end up with like you know six counter spells in your in your modern horizon draft, you're just that monster now. Yes,
1: you are. you are certainly blue white, yes. Um, um, do you want to say something quick about arena specifically? like i I know we say this every time a set comes out, but like early on in a set release on arena, it is extremely beneficial for you to draft yeah. um, even even if you only do media um it is still I think in the long run better for you to have a string of, you know, three threes, four threes than it is to just open packs.
0: So as of right now, I think I've done 30 drafts Mm -hmm. um, while on baby detail. And I'm at like a 55% win rate, which isn't like killing it or anything, but that's about my normal. And uh, I have, I just counted today. I'm missing 97 rares and mythics from the set. Yeah. And I have a hundred and two packs to open.
1: Yeah. Which means so, you effectively already have the whole set.
0: Yeah, or at least all the rares. Yeah. And uh this has been me rare drafting a little bit more in this set than I normally have in the past. But mm-hmm. yeah, like and so that was I think a hundred thousand gold from mm-hmm. like just not using gold for a couple sets. And I'm like up Because of that gold, I'm up, like, uh, 6,000 gems from where I started. And I've been doing gem drafts for the last 20 drafts. Yeah. And so I'm a positive 6,000 gems from spending all that gold. So, yeah, you can... That's the way to, like, make your collection. And I know some people are, like... We've talked about, oh, I don't want to play limited. Like, I've played limited for a week or a week and a half. And, you know, it's just like, oh, I'll do this on my iPad and then, mm-hmm. you know, get in a game here and there. It's not like I'm like just grinding drafts constantly. It's like, oh, the baby's asleep. We're going to get into games real quick before my shower. OK, cool. So stuff yeah. like
1: that. It Another argument that I've heard is that I don't like limited or I'm not good at limited or draft or whatever. And like kind of getting into different formats makes you a better magic player in general. Yeah. So, like, maybe you're maybe you only play standard. If you play historic, it will make you a better Magic player because you will like see interactions in historic that have like an analog specific standard format. Same goes for Modern and Legacy and Pioneer. Like, if you venture out, it'll teach you more about the game that you can carry over into whatever your preference is i know like i didn't really understand sideboarding at all until i started playing modern because it's like such a crucial part of that format where i mean obviously you sideboard in standard but it's not as important in standard as it is in modern so when i started playing modern it really kind of drilled into my head and taught me how to sideboard and same thing goes for limited like, you'll pick up on synergies in a limited format that you can carry over into some of the other formats. And, like, in general, it will make you a better man.
0: Yeah. Agreed. And, like, if you're not good at draft, like, the only way you're ever going to get good at draft is to draft. hmm And I know it has been de-emphasized in recent competitive magic, yeah. but... <laughs> competitive magic. Yeah. But for for years... Right. One measure of being a good Magic player was your ability to play limited.
1: Like look at some of your favorite pros and how many of them are limited specialists. Yeah, there's a bunch and of them. Yeah, a really good portion of like anybody who you you would consider, you know, a Magic pro is very good at limited.
0: Yeah, because like you you have to, you have to be yeah. to be, you know, it's it's 6 rounds out of 16 and you can't just like go 06 right right you have to like be you know good at that format and that was always kind of a measure of who was good at magic right i think a lot yep. of times people that were good at limited are held in higher esteem than people mm-hmm. that were good at constructed
2: yep
0: right by by like the the other pros right all right now for the constructed format there's there's other okay. 10 rounds in the in the, <laughs> in, in the defunct pro tour Uh, All right. so we have the one that everyone knows and for the last 20 months is tolerated (laughs) and that is
1: standard. So real quick before we talk about standard is like I said, we had a a whole bunch of uh, questions and comments about formats and I think some of that stems from not knowing where people fit into the I'm going to call it a hierarchy of formats. So the way that we're going to talk about these is from the smallest format to the biggest formats, more or less. Okay. Like card pool wise. So something like standard is going to be a lot easier to buy into and to learn the format than vintage. Because Standard has a lot smaller card pool. The cards are less expensive. You don't have to learn, you know, 40 different decks. Whereas, you know, something like Vintage where you get to play with power and, you know, it's every card that's ever been printed. There's, there's a lot more that you need to learn there. Mm-hmm. So we'll start with the smaller stuff and then work to the bigger stuff. And I don't know if it was the same for you, but when I got back into this game, I certainly started in standard, and then, like, I kind of felt personally like the different formats were stepping stones, where, you know, when I, when I felt comfortable being a reasonable standard player is when I started dipping my toes into modern. And then yeah. when I felt comfortable in modern, I started dipping my toes into legacy. And not that I gave up on any of the other formats, it was just like I used what I had learned in draft to become... Like a a better standard player, and then I used what I learned in standard to get into modern, and then I used what I learned in modern to get into legacy. So like your skills kind of build on each other. Yeah. So like that's why I called it a. Hockey. It's not that one format's better or worse than any other format. Well, I what? sure. <laughs> I'm gonna say. Um, yeah, th- there are certainly formats that are better or worse than others, but it it's just that like they're different for different people. So, yeah. I, I just kind of wanted to lay that out before we start talking about yeah. this stuff. I think that th- there was some confusion there, where you know, just because you have, you know, a collection of cards that are modern legal doesn't necessarily mean you, that you would be much better off, you know, having a standard deck if that's the power level of deck that you're comfortable. Playing.
0: Yeah. All right. So standard is the most recent releases. So uh, basically you're running from the fall of one year. Mm-hmm. All four of those sets are legal. So you go fall, winter, spring, summer. Mm-hmm. And then when you get to the next fall, all the sets from the previous fall, like before that fall, go yeah. off. So yeah. you only ever have eight sets in standard at one time is the biggest it gets.
1: Right. So the longest a set will be legal is two years.
0: Yes. So like think about throne of Eldraine. It came out as the fall set. So it's been legal since 2019. I do believe I'm doing math, right? So 19 that fall to 20. And then that's when Zendikar came out. Zendikar rising. Yep. Right. And now Throne of Eldrain is still going to be in all the way until, like, whatever it is. In Innistrad, Inistrad, but that's like yep. September 8th or some crap? Yeah, super soon, like Right? So, but, and then once Innistrad comes out, Eldraine, Theros, Ikoria, and the core set are no longer standard legal. And standard legality right. then would start at zendikar rising yep so basically depending on when your set comes out like core sets are usually only legal for a a year because Mm -hmm. of when they come out right and then uh because they come out right before the fall set they kind of rotate out like basically the following year and then uh so things are legal basically max of two years. It's only ever eight sets. It gets as small as five. Mm-hmm. And it is the set... It is the format that kind of churns the
1: most. Definitely. It's always changing. Um yeah. One thing that you didn't touch on is Standard is only built of regular releases. Yes. So like you said, the spring, summer, winter, fall sets not any of the ancillary sets. So like we just had modern horizons that is not standard. Before that we had time spiral also not standard legal. Before that we had commander legends also not standard legal. Um, Only the regular like expansion sets and core sets are going to be what's legal and standard.
0: So yeah. So that is what our, uh, uh, that is standard and yep. then, the next thing.
1: Well, how many? Uh, okay. How many cards do we play in standard?
0: Sixty cards.
1: Sixty cards. Sixty. No card,
0: less. No less. Probably no more. Unless you're playing with you're Playing with Yorian. <laughs> which we, which we only have to deal with that idiot for another month, or a month right. and a half, and yep. we'd have to do about eighty card standard decks, uh, yep. but yeah, sixty card minimum. Yep. So With we have a 15
1: card sideboard. Yes. Sorry, Sorry I keep keep interrupting no, you.
0: I keep I keep glossing over important points.
1: <laughs> and um standard also has a ban list.
0: Yes, which is uh new, let's say, in the last five years.
1: <laughs> yeah, before that, like they never banned cards out of standard.
0: Like they hadn't banned cards in like ten years? Yeah, something like that. Uh, since like stoneforge mystic and jace back in like original
1: zendikar yeah now we get like surprise bannings for formats that don't actually exist
0: yeah i'm looking at you standard (laughs) 2022 um so yeah so you have to like like know what cards are on the bandwidth on the band list which does kind of raise the barrier of entry into standard but if you've been playing on arena you should kind of have a sense of what's on the band list
1: Right. Now, Brawl. Now we have Brawl.
0: Brawl is kind of the standard set answer to Commander.
1: I was just going to say that it it kind of was met with a lukewarm welcome. Like, when Wizards came out and said, we're going to do this thing called, that's standard Commander, people seemed excited for it at first, but I think Excitement kind of faded away. I don't even know if Wizards is supporting Brawl anymore outside of an arena. Like we yeah. got those, we got the Eldraine Brawl decks and we haven't had any Brawl decks since then.
0: Yeah, good point. Yeah, I don't know. So yeah, it was the, the main difference between Brawl and Commander is Brawl is 60 cards. It's limited to the <laughs> standard legal sets. And Brawl, your Commander can either be a planeswalker or a creature, right? Commander, unless it's one of the like handful of uh, planeswalkers that say can be your commander from or like a priest or is Grist. Yeah, planeswalkers cannot be your commander.
1: Right. I also believe that Brawl does not have commander damage, which yes. is a, which is a little bit different than commander. Um and i want to say you start with 25 life
0: i haven't played brawl on arena in a while not due to any anything against yeah. it just it hasn't come up yeah. so yeah i think i think so i think you you start with more than 20 and yeah. it's a singleton format so it's yeah. only one card one of each card
1: yep and it has its own ban list separate from the standard ban list i believe they don't I, they don't yeah. coincide
0: yeah, like Sorcerer Spyglass and uh, Drenith Magistrate are both banned.
1: Yeah, but if, like even some of the standard bans, I'm not sure apply to Brawl.
0: Yeah. So, uh, um, so yeah, basically, Brawl has only kind of existed on Arena, yeah. and they will do those special Brawl events every so often. But that's about it.
1: Yeah, this might just go away when Historic. Brawl gets better supported because historic brawl, I think, is a lot closer to commander, which is what I think it's what people actually want.
0: Yeah, they want a bigger card pool. Yeah. Um, so after that, we have historic, mm-hmm. which is the arena only format. And I like here, legalities are random. <laughs> <laughs> uh, So, where every other format we're going to talk about, we can, like, basically tell you, starting from this set forward, these cards are legal minus the ban list, right? Right. Uh, Historic is, like, whatever stuff, again, our example of they dumped out a long box off the building and whatever 12 cards were face up, that was your historic anthology, Right. Right? So whatever random cards they have thrown uh, onto the onto the client, and basically any card that has entered the client in any way, Mm -hmm. are uh, historically gold.
1: Yeah. So the historic anthologies, like you were talking about, um, the random jumpstart stuff, um, the mystical archives from Strixhaven. Yeah, like all all the stuff that wouldn't typically be standard legal that has come out on Arena is legal in historic.
0: Basically, think of the best decks in historic, and mm-hmm. they are built from cards that randomly found their way onto the client. Oh, for so sure. Elves is like oh, um, Alisore Shepherd, Shepherd Jumpstart yeah, the Company. Collected Company was an anthology.
1: No, it was... Um, oh, was Amaket it I in... Remastered.
0: Amicat Remastered, yeah, yeah. They yeah. just randomly threw it in. Because the yep. card's not from Amaket. Um And Craterhoof is from Jumpstart, I do believe. Yep, yep. And... Um, uh, like, well, any... Basically, the entire format is Brainstorm. And or Thoughtseize. Like, or Thoughtseize. <laughs> so Thoughtseize was... Cat again yep and brainstorm was the mystical archive yeah and oh gosh what was the other there was another deck that i was like oh that's from a random thing as well but i forget what deck i was thinking of but
1: faithless is from mystical oh, yeah. archives faithless
0: and then the stupid sphinx uh yeah. is from jumpstart so basically uh historic anthologies is kind of has like the modern horizons model of Mm -hmm. we just, we have all these cards, but we're just going to throw cards that are like 11s in the pool. Right. And then everyone's just going to play those. Yeah. Good luck. Good luck. Enjoy the 11s. So there has been talk of people wanting to play historic in paper. uh, Because I think it's the, I think the problem is, is we all have like Stockholm syndrome where yeah. we weren't allowed to go play magic the right. only way that the vast majority of people played magic was arena yeah uh standard has been not peak standard and right. so they it's were playing His- they were playing historic and they're yeah. like oh historic's fun and different like we should play this in paper when we get to see people and it's like mm, there's so many better paper formats that aren't <laughs> this that right. you could be doing it's just that You've not got to do any of them yeah. because you've been like locked in your house. Yeah. It's and like you're...
1: that, uh, that meme. I forget what it is. It's like, can I have something? And then the mom says, no, we have whatever. Uh, we have, we have, we have food at home. Yeah. Yeah. And then the food at home is like something undesirable.
0: Yes. Same thing. It's yeah. like, can I have a cool format? <laughs> we have a format at home and you go home yeah. and it's historic yeah. and like, You've not eaten in weeks and you're like, oh historic is so good. And it's like, no, you got stale saltines. Like it's not good, (laughs) but it's better than like the alternative. Right. So the the format that I would like to see happen Mm -hmm. is Pioneer. Mm
2: -hmm.
0: Which is basically filling the role that modern was supposed to have filled years ago, which is, Hey, this is a bigger format than standard. This goes <laughs> all the way back to return of Ravnica. So like seven years ago now. Yeah. Right. And all those sets forward. So you're going to play cards that aren't powerful enough for the older formats, but you're going to have that same cool thing of like, Oh, I remember playing a uh, God Pharaoh's gift in right. standard i want to build the best version of that i can yep in pioneer because it's not good enough for modern right But maybe it's good enough for me to be able to play this deck i enjoyed in a slightly lower power format
1: or hydroid crisis
0: or, or hydroid crisis yeah card's not good enough anywhere uh like beyond uh uh pioneer but it can right. be good in Pioneer, right? Like, you're yeah, not going to
1: like. Even good in Historic. <laughs> yeah.
0: <laughs> yeah. But, like, there's. It's a place for old, loved standard cards to get to play. Mm-hmm. And that was what Modern was originally designed for. But over the right. years, Modern has become its own, like, thing where that idea of, oh, I'm going to play, like, these fun, th- this fun old ah. standard deck that I enjoyed. Like, yeah, well you can. You're gonna go like uh O three six uh O three oh six, but right. you can.
1: Well and like I think that happens naturally over time too. It does. Like, I mean at some point is gonna be the same way.
0: It is, it is. As as formats get bigger, they just get more powerful. Yeah. But the thing with Pioneer is is for the most part all the cards are designed with the same design sensibilities
2: for the sure. most part i mean
0: <laughs> look at like they would never put blood moon in a modern set right right with the with the um notable exception of once upon a time they yeah. wouldn't put a bunch of free spells in a modern set right right you know you have uh the was it scar the scars block where it was just like yo do you want to just pay two life to draw a card i do cool <laughs> uh, you I didn't do that you want to pay two life to deal one damage to something absolutely does it count as a spell for some other crazy stuff I'm doing it does yeah in right so they so like the cards are all kind of designed with this with the same kind of thinking yeah right you you do get the crazy throne outliers but modern's 15 years or 18 years worth of cards now and there's mm-hmm. way more sets that have those crazy outliers. Yeah. Right. So Pioneer is from Return of Ravnica Forward. It started right before the pandemic. We've talked yep. about it before. For like two months, everyone was super hype about the format.
1: And then nobody uh, was allowed to play it.
0: And then no one was allowed to play it. Uh, You know. Eight people are on Magic Online, and those eight people were like, I'd rather play Legacy or Modern than play Pioneer. Right. So not a ton of Pioneer gets played there. Yep. And uh, Wizards hates money, so they don't want to put it on uh, Arena. Or <laughs> or they hate spending money on programmers and people to put the, the cards on Arena. So yeah, it's probably more likely. They'd have not put it on Arena. So it's right. just kind of
2: languished.
1: So... Pioneer is only standard legal. Again, yes. So anything that was standard legal, so no Modern Horizons, Time Spiral, no Legends, and because like all of these sets from now going forward are going to be non-rotating. So like we said, standard every fall, new like sets fall out of standard. All of the sets from now on don't do that. Like wherever the start point of the format is is that's it. Like all those sets will forever be legal in the in all of these formats. Yes. Um and then also sixty card minimum. Again, yes. With a fifteen card sideboard. Correct. Alright. And its own ban list.
0: Yeah. So the I think a major selling point for Pioneer mm-hmm. is Right, it's it's at a higher power level than standard, a lower power level than modern, but because the cards are currently significantly newer than modern cards. Yeah. Right. They um don't demand the same price. Yeah. So like, like
1: what when so when the pandemic started, what was the most expensive card in Pioneer? Thoughtseize? Probably. And how much is Thoughtseize now? I have no idea. It's been reprinted like three times since then. So, <laughs> this is true. This is true. Not, not very. I think it's like 15 bucks. Okay. And it was almost 60 at one
0: point. Yeah. So they, but yeah, you like, the. So I was looking at, uh, for a friend of ours, uh, at like Bant Spirits, mm-hmm. which, uh, on MTG Goldfish was the, Number one deck in Pioneer. Yep. It was $300. Yeah. You can't buy the mana base. You can't buy four Scalding Tarns for... Is it Blitz? Right. For $300. Right. You can't buy four Monkeys for $300. Nope. So, right, like it falls in that sweet spot where it lets you... Like you're not just like, it's not standard where standard often devolves into like three decks,
2: Mm -hmm.
0: right? But it's also uh, not modern where like it's, you know, everything's 600 to $1,200 either. So it's it's in a nice sweet spot of I Mm -hmm. get to play a bigger format that's more powerful, but I also get to keep my kidneys. (laughs) Yeah, it's nice. So modern, we've touched on it. Modern is from eighth edition forward.
1: Yeah, eighth edition was like two thousand seven. No, that's not. I think it's
0: older than that.
1: Yeah, it is older
0: than that. Like it's like eighteen years worth of stuff.
1: Yeah, that sounds about right.
0: Um. So they. See here. 8th edition came release date. Oh, well, almost exactly 18 years. Release date July 18th, 2003.
1: Oh, wow. It was 18 years like three yesterday.
0: <laughs> no, yeah, yesterday from when the podcast Happy went, birthday, yeah. Modern. Yeah, happy birthday, Modern. So, um The the thing that differentiates it is like that's when the card style, the card frame changed. Yeah. So like that was that was how they differentiated. It. They were like, oh Here's the modern card frame that got replaced in M15. But here's the modern card frame. Let's go. (laughs) So it's the modern card frame, so it's the modern format. So it's um, only standard legal sets plus the two most recent Modern Horizon sets.
1: Yeah, this is where it kind of gets tricky. Because the Modern Horizon sets include reprints from older formats. So it's all of the standard legal sets, plus the reprints that were in older formats that are in modern horizons, plus the new modern horizons cards, but none of the other sets. so no commander, no conspiracy, no battle bond yeah, I'm sure so I'm missing some others basically no it's
0: start. basically it's all standard legal sets plus. Sets that have modern in their name, <laughs> yeah, right, because you have all uh, the modern master sets, they're all reprints, yep. but modern masters, legal and modern, modern right. horizons, legal and modern.
1: Oh, that's another thing that we should touch on real quick, okay, is reprints. Um, just because a card isn't from a standard legal set, like uh, what's a good example, Term, of um. Course. What? Wife. No, well, I was thinking something that's standard legal, like oh. Shivan Dragon. Okay. Say you have like a, um, like a revised Shivan Dragon. Even though your revised card isn't from a set that's legal in standard, if the card is standard legal, you can still play that.
0: Yes, yeah, so as long as the card name is legal in the format. It doesn't yeah. matter where you printed, when yeah. the card was printed that has that name, you're good.
1: Right. So uh, like, duress. That, that's a better example. the yes. Duress.
0: Yeah. They've like if you want to play the Urza Saga duresses, which you should. Yeah. Uh, y- that card is legal in Standard now, even mm-hmm. though it's a different art because it has the same name. Right. Or like all of the secret layers, right? If there's if you get a, yeah. a secret layer, oh Kroxa. Mm-hmm. right it looks different but it still croaks uh the hunger tide or whatever right. so it's still legal yep yeah um so with the bigger card pool and the modern horizons cards modern is significantly more powerful than pioneer or oh, yeah. any other set we've talked about
1: So far. I think even without Modern Horizons, Modern was more powerful than Pioneer, but Modern Horizons has definitely definitely ratcheted it up. Cranked it up.
0: Uh but yeah, so it's way more powerful. Um things are way more efficient. You are like we talked about, like you're playing free spells, you're playing spells that have cost reducers, you're playing things Mm -hmm. for free a lot of times, either again, casting them for free or like Arc White Phoenix or yeah oh, what's his name or a prized amalgam Or things are coming back from your graveyard for no mana
2: mm-hmm.
0: um so you're doing way more you have the ability to do way more busted things but you also have way better answers yeah so it opens sure. up the ability for there to be more controlling decks and i still think mid-range is kind of in a bad way in, yeah it is in, in modern but you you have more efficient threats, more efficient answers. You're playing on a much lower mana curve.
1: Yeah. Um. One more thing that you'll notice as we go, uh, I don't know, back in, not really back in time, but as we move through bit larger formats, is that you have more propensity for like combo decks. Like a combo deck in standard doesn't always happen and they're usually not great. Mm-hmm. Um, and then like Pioneer, we had, um, the Inverter decks, which were kind of a combo deck. We also had the, um, Underworld Breach deck, which was definitely a combo deck. But like that was kind of it for Pioneer. Like there's a bunch of combo decks in Modern. A bunch.
2: bunch. Yeah.
0: Basically, uh, if you look at the Pioneer ban list, it's, and then you look at my pile of, foil cards that are pioneer legal (laughs) basically it's just a collection of banned combo decks out of uh uh, that brian bought that are banned in pioneer but yeah like as you get bigger like i talked about in cube hey these two cards that were never supposed to like interact with each other get a chance to interact Right. right you know as you go as the format gets bigger you have the kind of random design mistake from one format Interacts with, like, innocuous common from a format ten years later to do yep. something broken.
1: Yep. And... Like, um, what do we have? Kiki Jiki and uh, the Snoop.
0: Kiki Jiki Snoop with Bogart Harbinger. Yep. Right? Like, an uncommon from Lorawin. It's like, yeah. oh, I have Snoop. I get... I play my Bogart Harbinger. I put a Kiki Jiki on top, and I go infinite and win the game. Right cool and like that never supposed to happen but it's just because those cards were so far apart that they can't not design cards in standard well they choose to not let how cards in standard will interact with other formats stop them from making cards right um so uh, yeah so it's just a bigger more powerful format the the other thing as we go back in time or or back in larger formats Mm -hmm. is the price goes up kind of exponentially
1: yeah modern pioneer is definitely more expensive than standard and modern is absolutely more expensive
0: yes and then we go back to legacy
1: yeah
0: and legacy is the 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 first thing that we can kind of maybe call an eternal format yeah, where it has basically every card through Magic's history with the exception of a ban list is legal. If it's yeah. printed in black border, you can play it in legacy.
1: Yeah, um you said something interesting there that I want to break down real quick is you called legacy an eternal format. Yes. Um sometimes you will hear people refer to modern as an eternal format also but they mean that it doesn't rotate. Yes. Um, Legacy is different. Like It also does not rotate, but it's basically the whole catalog of magic sets. It's like, like you just said, anything that has been printed in Black Border is on the table for play.
0: Yes. Doesn't matter what set it's from, Commander Legends, get in there. Uh, yep. Portal Three Kingdoms, you're in. Absolutely. Right. It just doesn't matter any Starter ninety five. Starter ninety five. Everything is good to go. As long yep. as it's in black border. Secret Layer Walking did, Rick Grimes, you're on the team.
1: Tag you're it.
0: Yeah. So that is something that's different. We don't have to like specify what sets are legal. All of them are legal as long as the card has a black or I guess a white border. The the different the differentiation yeah. is silver bordered cards like from the unsets mm-hmm. aren't legal. And gold border cards. And gold border cards. Yeah. Um so uh it has a a wide range of decks. You said that you watched someone uh Anzig do a tier yep. list of fifty one different reasonably competitive competitive legacy decks.
1: Yeah this this was like six months ago too and there are like whole new archetypes that have been burned since then yes so, <laughs> yes yeah, so... like six months ago he did a tier list and had like his viewers you know rank the different decks on a tier list and his list consisted of 51 decks that one might reasonably expect to show up to a legacy event and play against
0: yes and so that's probably the biggest swath of decks and now they're not all 51 like tier one decks but you are right. looking at like you know probably of those 51 i don't know like 20 or 25 of them you wouldn't be like oh my god i've never heard of that deck how did it win this tournament
1: uh yeah i think there was only one or two decks on the list that i hadn't heard of. and there was a bunch of decks that i would have probably included that weren't on there either yeah like there was no belcher deck what
0: come on now yeah. it's disrespectful yeah. um he, he plays a lot of blue, so Belcher's not a problem when you play eight force yeah. effects. <laughs> um, but, yeah, so it's a it's a format that has a wide range of options.
2: Mm-hmm.
0: And it has, you know, Modern has gotten some of the, like, oh, hey, my opponent's tapped out, but I still have to think about what I'm playing around because they can play a spell for no mana.
2: Right.
0: Right. And that is something that uh, was for up until modern horizons 1 only like a legacy thing pretty right. much other than like surgical extraction mm-hmm. uh right so you know you have to worry about like free spells or spells that like you know have like some random weird alternate casting costs like oh I'll if give your opponent my-
1: controls a forest
0: you can cast this for free this yeah. five mana spell that's just uh, uh basically uh a uh, Aether gust Or just put it back on top of your library uh, for free. Uh, So it's legacy's big problem as we talked about price is legacy has cards from the reserve list that play a prominent role in the format.
1: Yeah. And so every mana base is thousands of dollars.
0: Yes. So it just makes it difficult to get into. Yeah. uh, Because of that. And that's why we, like, James has proxied a bunch of decks that, you know, in no way could you confuse them for real magic cards, which I think is important. Correct. Right. But, like, so you could, like, actually play the format and not have to just, Mm -hmm. like, hear us talk about it. Right. And the other place that it is alive and kind of well is Magic Online. But um, some of the, uh, some issues have arisen with uh, the recent Modern Horizon set. Yeah, where like ragavans are like a hundred and twenty five dollars on Magic Online.
1: Yeah, and part and, like plus you also have to play on Magic Online, which yeah, is a good experience.
0: Yeah, well, and they just like you know, it's not a great experience. And part of the like I'm gonna play on Magic Online was like, oh, I can get an entire Legacy deck for a hundred dollars. Yeah, And it's like, oh, now it's I can get an entire Legacy deck for $700. That yeah. is way less appealing.
1: Well, I was just telling you on the pre-show that I had, over the weekend, looked into, like, I'm interested in this uh, Madness Legacy 8 Lizard. And I had looked into maybe building it on Magic Online. The deck looks sweet. And the whole deck was, like, 220 bucks. Except yeah. that sixty six dollars of that was tied up in four Angie's Ravagers. They, which is a two dollar card from a commander product.
0: Yeah, but just because the way the magic online economy works, it just doesn't Right. You you don't get you don't get that card. Yeah, that, they don't exist. Yeah. So and as soon as someone like decides to play it, they really don't exist. Yeah. So yeah. So legacy legacy I think is like my favorite way to play. Like it's so
1: cool. Like when you when you show up for a legacy tournament, you really have no idea what to expect.
0: Yeah, you can just play against the most random stuff. Like, oh hey, I guess I'm playing against the Pox player. Let's go. Right. And you're just like, how did this happen? That's
1: another like interesting thing is that the further, or like the bigger the format gets, like I started at Standard, which is a small format, and we're, you know, moving on to Legacy now, which is very, very but the the bigger the format gets, it seems like the more your decisions matter.
0: Yeah. A lot of times the games are more compact. Yeah. And even if the game doesn't end quickly, right, like there's like, a, f- a few key decisions that you have to make in like the first few turns that like really matter. Yeah. And you know, that makes your decisions feel more valuable
2: mm-hmm.
0: and uh, you know, everyone's playing with powerful cards. So it's not kind of what I've kind of felt like standard and historic have been where there's just so many cards that are, you know, an 11 and I was, oh, yeah. my parent, my opponent drew their 11 and undid all of my work. It's like, right. well, no, we're all playing with 11s here. Yeah. Like, so as I was gonna say, another thing is, I think the older the format, the more you run in the players who are the blank guy or the oh, blank person, sure. right? Like, yeah. I'm I have like played depths enough that I'm kind of just like the depths guy now. Mm hmm. Right. I'll show up with something else every so often, but it's just like, oh, yeah, that guy plays Depths a lot. Tin Fins. Right. Tin, tin, tin fins. <laughs> my my Aldrazzi kick. Ah, uh, the good old yeah. days. Right when that deck was like viable for like two years. But <laughs> you but you definitely have people that like in modern it's like I play Tron or yep. I play Burn. Like yep. that is the deck I had, that is the deck I always play. That is the deck I uh what to be good and what to like just spend all my time with mm-hmm. and like partly because of how expensive the formats are like right if you if you get delver together right you're the delver person now yeah because like i don't know you you can't play a deck that doesn't play volcanic islands <laughs> and underground seas because you've got at this point three grand in volcanic islands yeah you can't just be like you know what I wanna play Cloud. Yeah, I wanna play Cloud Post. (laughs) Oh yeah. No. (laughs) Why why are you doing that to yourself? Right. Right. You already have three grand in Volcanic Islands. You're the Volcanic Island player now. Yeah. You you can play show and tell, but you you have to play (laughs) Volcanic Islands.
1: You can play Storm. You can play
0: Storm, yeah. But like people like get their deck or they like found a deck that they really liked Mm -hmm. and they spent years
1: building the deck. Yeah. it's it's a lot more of a commitment
0: yeah and then they finally got their deck together and it's like okay i finally get to play this deck this is great which is a thing that like modern horizons kind of blows up for some people yeah because like think about like we've talked about before think about modern pre-modern horizons one and then look at modern now and it's basically unrecognizable
1: yeah completely different
0: it's just like oh none of these decks that were good in modern for 15 years matter anymore right and legacy has some of that but it always kind of looks the same because it always has the same glue like the thing that like ties modern uh sorry legacy together are the blue decks like that is the the character of modern force will brainstorm force ponder are like what what always makes that format look the same,
2: mm-hmm.
0: right? You'd be like, oh, the format, Waste the formats change, but it's like, well, no, like, you know, 40% of the people you're going to play against, if not more, are going to have these 12 cards in their deck. Yeah. Right. Like, and you're going to be like, oh, this feels, feels familiar. Mm-hmm. Right. Yeah.
1: Even if whatever's around it isn't.
0: Yeah. You know, the stuff around it has changed, but you're like, oh, no, let's brainstorm, ponder, fetch. Okay, I know what's going on. Like, I've I've done this dance before. Yeah. As opposed to, you know, standard always is changing, and modern with the modern horizon sets, like, every two years is just, like, snow globe shook up. Right. So. Now
1: we're playing food. Now
0: we're playing... Food <laughs> is viable. Yeah. All right. Um. Now... We have the true, the truest of the eternal formats. (laughs) Vintage.
1: Well, you skipped one. I thought you were making a joke. Oh,
0: oh, I'm sorry. (laughs) I did. I did. I I thought you were making a joke there. (laughs) No, 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 no. I'm sorry, sorry.
1: The truest of the eternal formats. There you go. Commander. Commander. So. Um, Basically the same pool as Legacy. Non-rotating. Just about everything ever printed, as long as it's in white or blackboard, um, does not rotate. The difference is that it's a hundred-card single. So whereas, like every other constructed set that we've talked about so far, has been sixty-card minimum deck with a seventy-five card or fifteen-card sideboard. Uh, Commander has a hundred-card deck with no side. Yes. Um, And then just like Brawl, there's some special rules. There's commander damage and you have like a general. um, And then commander also has its own ban list, which is separate like the other formats. Commander is also a weird one because Wizards doesn't control the format.
0: Yeah, it's the commander advisory committee. Yeah. Uh, Also, I think a, a big thing to point out is Every format we have talked about up to commander mm-hmm. is exclusively or primarily played 1v1. Yeah. And commander is our first like multiplayer. multiplayer. Usually four people is yeah. like the correct number of people for commander. But four every people soft-
1: is definitely the correct number of people for commander.
0: But sometimes you walk in and see like the like eight person commander table or something. And oh, you're just God. like, what have you done with your life?
2: <laughs> like
0: how? Be
1: there for 10 hours.
0: Yeah. How do you even know what's going on? Yeah. So. Yeah. Uh, commander uh, is the most popular way to play magic. Mm hmm. Um, so what's his? Uh, Cedric Phillips on the Rest podcast. podcast so are talking about Torment. And he said he talked. He was like a guest of honor at like the one year anniversary of the Mox boarding house location in Portland. So he was there, and there I forget what say did like a Modern Horizons two draft or something. Mm -hmm. And uh, everyone he played against and he talked to, he was like, "Oh, so what's your favorite format?" And he said, every single person said Commander. Yeah, and then they might say, "Well, Commander." But if I have to, like, but I also like modern. Or, oh, it's yeah. commander, but I really like historic. But it was always commander first, and then they, like, tried to find a, like, 1v1 format that they liked.
1: I wonder how much of that is because it was the only format people could play, like, through yeah. the pandemic.
0: That is also very true, right? Like,
1: your, you know, whatever your inner circle of people that you chose, like. I mean, if you're a magic player, that probably included some magic players.
0: Yeah, you're like so.
1: Even if you like weren't going to the store, chances are you got three buddies that you're good friends with.
0: Yeah. Um. So now we get to vintage. Vintage. Vintage is similar to legacy in that every card in Magic's history. This ever imprinted in white or black border is legal. Mm-hmm. The only exceptions are. Um,
1: the anti cards?
0: The anti cards and any card that has. Uh, f- requires physical dexterity like Chaos Orb. Right. And then um, there is. Instead of banning cards, they will restrict them to only one per deck.
1: Right. So you could play with. All of the power nine, as long as you only had one copy of each. And
0: like, and then there's like random cards like Chalice of the Void is restricted. Demonic Tutor is restricted. Demonic Tutor. Um, I see like stratosphere Yep. Yeah. So cards from shops and then like <laughs> other really powerful cards. And then, so we said anti and dexterity cards is Loris still banned? It is. So Loris is the only card that doesn't require anti or throwing the card around. That
1: um, did they ban Zerda? Zerda? Yeah.
0: I don't. Th- the the red white. Yeah. I don't think. I'm not sure though.
1: Uh. Zerda might be banned also Uh, Zerda's banned in Legacy
0: Yes Uh,
1: The reason that like Lurus is banned in Vintage is because like it being restricted doesn't really matter because of like the companion rule
0: Yeah I just don't know if he's still banned because of um Lurus is definitely
1: still banned in Vintage
0: Okay, because I'm looking. Uh, so there are 25 conspiracies, nine reference anti, things that f- uh, throw or or are racist.
1: And yeah. Then... Oh, yeah, I forgot about those cards.
0: Yeah. No, he's not on the ban list. Did he get unbanned?
1: No, I'm pretty sure he's still banned.
0: All right, we're going to... This is the content people crave here. Yeah. Is All right, us. guys. It's us typing Loris yeah. is legal in vintage. They unbanned it when they put the tax on him.
1: Hmm. Alrighty so then.
0: He had Loris had been banned until they uh for even a while after they changed the commander uh Yeah. But it is banned in legacy?
1: Yeah.
0: I didn't realize Loris was Band- I forgot banned in legacy, okay,
1: well I mean, it just like, oh yeah, it's no, free with l e d yeah
0: well it, yeah, but so i I forgot, yeah, okay, good, good to know, <laughs> uh, no loris, no, no loris in depths, yep. so, yeah, but so we're we are back to the regular way of it's just the anti cards, yeah. Uh, the dexterity racist cards, cards, the dexterity cards and then uh all the cards that someone has heard about basically on on the news that is like this card's like $10,000, those are restricted. Right. <laughs> and then just random busted stuff. Yep. Also. So yeah. A lot of fast mana,
1: soul ring, mana crypt.
0: Yes. The I think that
1: most people have
0: never played a game of vintage outside of Magic Online or like proxies. Right. And vintage is a format that is hard. Like you are so far removed from actually like playing vintage. Yeah. Like that people aren't interested in playing vintage.
1: Right. Like I think most decks have some number of moxen and a blacklist at yeah. the very minimum.
0: Yeah. You're just so far from it. Not that, like, you know, not that the, um, what's it called?
1: You're, like, a house away from a legacy deck.
0: Well, a vintage deck. Your car from your legacy deck.
1: Well, I meant, like, the gap between vintage and legacy is
0: Oh, yeah, is a house. Yeah, exactly. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, So, it's just, uh, so, I'm hoping that legacy doesn't go that way. Where people are just like, oh, this is too much. Oh, yeah, I forgot that Zerta was banned in Legacy. Zerta's yeah. still banned. Yep. Awesome job, design team.
1: Combos with Grim Monolith.
0: And Basalt Monolith. Just, all the Monoliths. Yeah, just
1: all of the mana.
0: All of the mana.
1: Yeah. I'm hoping that Legacy doesn't go the way of Vintage. I don't think it will. Um, just because... like there's more of a player base than there ever was with vintage. Like yeah. there's more legacy players now than there like has ever been vintage players. And at least while there's still a memory of legacy. I, I know I don't care about proxy legacy. Like no. if you want to sit down across from me and have you know as long as you put a little bit of effort in proxies I just want to play legacy. I don't care. Yeah. As long as it's not like copy paper with something put a little bit of effort into it and we'll sit down and play games a hundred game. percent acceptable yes um whereas i think vintage players aren't super cool with proxies for the most part because like they spent a house on their deck and yeah they expect you to as well
0: yeah and i think a lot of them uh like they've been playing for like ever i mean right. even like the i don't know if it's on here like 93 94
1: I did not include that
0: on. Yeah. Me. So as the name applies, it's for cards printed in 1993,
1: 1994.
0: There right. is definitely some snobbery that I know in some tournaments, it has to be the original printing.
1: It has to be a copy printed in 93 or 94.
0: Yes. Yeah. And it's like, yo, I want to play Sarah Angel. I have this one from 7th edition. Get that garbage out of here.
1: Right. And it's like, not cool, guys. Not cool. Yeah. Um, I, I want to play my Ice Age counter spell because I like the art better. No. Nope. 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 It's like, oh. yeah. So. But, but I have foiled secret lair counter spells. No.
0: No. Now you're ruining my aesthetic. I want to pretend I'm 12 and it's 1993 yeah. again. Yeah. It's I like,
1: hope you can buy beta basics. Yeah, good luck. Yeah.
0: Um. And then. The professor's favorite format from uh, Tolerian Community College is Popper.
1: Yeah, which Popper is like the whole catalog, just like we were talking about with Vintage and Legacy, except that it's all commons.
0: Yeah, so it, lets, it has a lot of the power level of Legacy and uh, Vintage, mm-hmm. uh, but you can build a competitive Popper deck for...
1: yeah I think most of them are somewhere between 40 and like
0: yeah the I think the problem is is like getting people to play popper we've tried a few times and this was years ago to get people to play and it just didn't take off but I think it was also because it was kind of a one-off I think it was something that like there was always like popper it or like in the rotation it might have taken off but it does also have that the hard part of like you show up and then no one shows up and then you stop showing up as well, right? Right. But popper, uh, with the crazy price of magic cards and the death of competitive magic, or so it seems. Right. Mm-hmm. My big knock on popper was always like, why do I get good at popper? It doesn't lead to anything.
1: Yeah. But, but like, neither does anything else anymore.
0: Yeah. So like. Why do I want to spend seven thousand dollars on uh, a deck when I can spend seven thousand dollars on a hundred decks and just have all the popper <laughs> decks, right? Yep. And so, you know, it it makes sense that it's a way to play powerful interactive magic and not break the bank. Yep. Like the power yeah, level. I mean, there,
1: there's certainly popper decks that are you know higher power level than modern decks even. Yeah.
0: I mean, you get brainstorm, you get ponder. Yeah. Right? You get preordain. You, those are all cards that are banned in modern.
1: Yeah, I mean that uh the squirrel storm deck that's popular right now wins like on t- on turn 2. Yeah.
0: Yeah. So uh which, you know, M- modern's a turn 4 format. So yeah. <laughs> uh yeah, so it definitely lets you do different things. Also, disclaimer, do not buy into Squirrel Storm. It will get banned. <laughs> it It Probably. is going to get banned. Uh, yeah. So that is uh, a format that is at least worth looking into. Like if you have a group that wants to play Magic and mm-hmm. they don't have a ton of money, like Popper mm-hmm. is a way for you to do that.
1: Yeah, I think the most expensive card in the format used to be Oubliette. Um, but since the reprint, I mean, even that's cheap. So yeah, maybe five, six bucks a card is, you know, the high end of what you're going to expect to pay for something. Yeah, I guess proper.
0: like, isn't Lotus Petal's like probably the most expensive card in format now, right?
1: Probably at like 10 bucks. Yeah,
0: so. Yeah. All right. So that's all of the formats that uh, you currently kind of stand a chance to play in for the most part, they're all, they're all governed by the magic rules engine. Right. 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 The, the giant book that I assume that sits in Mark on Mark Rosewater's like (laughs) bedside table
1: of the rules. But I wonder if there even is like a paper copy of the rules anymore. Yeah. It might just, yeah. I
0: mean, we could make one, we could print it out and I could get a three hole punch. We could make one.
1: It would be huge.
0: It would. There's a lot, a lot, a lot of rules. Yeah. Um, so, but the way those rules are enforced I- are different
1: right right um, and there it's even gonna be different now than it was like a year ago or whatever because there's not really professional play anymore mm-hmm. so most of where you guys are play is at your local games um yes. right now there's No plan for GPs, no plan for PTQs. Um, And that's really the only places where like the rules levels are enforcement levels be, you know, stricter enforced. So there's, there's basically three levels of rule enforcement. There's a casual competitive and professional and the penalties change for each one and like, I guess leniency changes for you. Yes. Um, basically, anything at your local games is going to be casual rules enforcement where for the most part, you and your opponent figure out what happens. There may or may not be a judge. There may or may not even be somebody for you to call and ask a question to. Um, it's for the most part between your, you and your opponent what happened, Mistake yeah like was
0: yeah usually if there's a mistake made you can be like hey man can i take that back yeah and if you don't know how an interaction works a lot of times even if there's not like a judge i uh, i'm out of practice arena's made me soft but i always say (laughs) i was i was i was a 0.5 level judge yeah like i wasn't a real judge but like most of the interactions that confuse people would be like oh i've seen this before it works this way Right. Or, oh, this card and this card, they interact like this because of this and this. Right. Yeah. But, like, if you were, like, oh, like, what layer are we at? I'd be like, I don't know. Leave me alone. <laughs> right. But, yeah. but, like, the basic, like, you know, stuff, like, someone usually can help you out. If you're, like, right. oh, man, like, am I dead or do I get the damage from my life cre- uh, creature blocking? And it's, like, no, no, you got the, you got the life. You're not at zero now. You're at two. Right. Right. Like, so stuff like that, there's usually someone, if you're not sure, that can help you out. Mm-hmm. Um, but it is very much like, hey, I goofed or, oh, man, I tapped my mana wrong. Let me fix that. Yeah. At comp REL, right, if there is a mistake or you're not so- sure about something, you should call a judge. And
1: Absolutely. 100% of the time.
0: And the there's a greater expectation for you to be clear, know yep. what all your cards do. And, like, they got more lenient on the, like, oops, I missed something, I need to undo that. Yeah. But for the most part, there's no no takes. takes... Exactly. Yeah. Exactly. And we've both played professional REL before. Yep. And I don't know the difference between professional and comp REL in terms of, like, how I interact with people.
1: Um... The biggest thing that I noticed between comp and pro REL is bystanders.
0: Oh yeah. They keep people away from you.
1: Yeah. Um as far as like how the game plays out, I don't really know that there's I mean I'm sure that there is and a judge somewhere is scalding me right now, but yeah. as far but, as like gameplay goes, I don't think there's much of a difference.
0: Like as long as you like are at your comp REL or casual yeah. REL playing, like, tight uh, and, like, within the rules and communicating what you're doing. Yeah. I don't think there's, like, a big step up because I was really worried when I went from, like, when I, like, made day two and I was like, oh, man, I got to play it pro REL. And then, like, it was just magic. Right, yeah, it's just right. magic. Yeah, it, did, it didn't feel like it changed, but that's because, like, I feel like I do a reasonable job of, like, communicating yeah. and... And, and stuff with my opponent and I try to be clear kind of at mm-hmm. all points. So I think okay. that it would be if you're someone who like didn't communicate clearly or was like sloppy with how you tapped your mana and right. didn't like make the board state clear all the time, it would be a problem. But as long as you're doing yeah. all those things and you're like playing, you know, reasonably clear magic, I mm-hmm. don't think you have anything to worry about.
1: Yeah. Like the reason that I added... Because I just added this to the notes while we were talking. It wasn't in there to start. And the reason Mm -hmm. I added it was because um, we had briefly talked about some proxy stuff. Yeah. So anytime, like casual, casual REL, I don't think technically is sanctioned. Yeah. I I may be wrong there, but like anything that's sanctioned, you're not allowed to use. Yeah. So Um, I think
0: anything that you would use the companion app for would be technically sanctioned, right? Like, at, at your local. I don't game even store.
1: know anymore because there's like sanctioned for what? Like there's no like the DCI used to be the sanctioning body and there's no D, there's no yeah. DCI.
0: So I guess I guess I don't even know. But yeah. yeah, if you're playing, if you like went to let's say a PTQ came back or GPS yeah. came back or Magic Fest or whatever the heck branding their Mythic Fest whatever they brand them as right, right. Um You couldn't take your like sweet proxy deck there, right right you uh, yep. you would have to use need actual cards, cards yeah right but if you're like at your game store just playing like with your friends if as long as like the owner who is mm-hmm. effectively your sanctioning body <laughs> right uh, is cool with you having proxied cards then you and yeah. you can do that that's not a big deal
1: yeah or your play group like if you're playing edh as long as like the people in your pod are fine with proxies then
0: yeah you're like I have this entire deck except for a Gaius Cradle. Can I please just proxy the Gaius Cradle?
2: Yeah. Right.
0: So, yeah. So that is the kind of the big thing. I guess the other. I thought the other thing that's different between like casual comp and then like pro rel is when you draft. The picks are timed, and at pro rel, to the point where you're in the convention hall, and they go like, pass your pack have and then
1: they like you have 60 seconds you look at the pack 30 then, seconds remaining and then 15 they're like 15 seconds remaining and then you have <laughs> to put
0: the pack down and then you yeah. have to and then you have to count the pack out as you pass it yeah and then you go to the next one right but it, and it's everybody tough. passes
1: at the same time
0: yes and uh, I like, guess yeah, so there's never ever like a backup like when you like do your f m drafts you may remember like there was the person who, like, always had, like, six packs at, at them. Yeah. Or, you know, your, uh, your arena d- draft, you click on the little thing, and you see the person who has, like, six packs, and you're like, what are you doing?
2: Yeah,
1: that one like, person with every pack.
0: Yeah, that doesn't happen because you have... Everyone has the exact same amount of time to pass the, to make a pick and pass the pack. Right. So, basically, you're going to be playing it casual, R E L the most. Yeah. And then, if there's an event where it is at comp REL. You're
1: usually told
0: about it. Oh yeah. There'll be a like judge
1: a, and there'll be a, a player's meeting.
0: Yes. And they'll be like, this is at comp REL. And you're like, okay, cool. Yeah. Right. But, and then pro REL Lord only knows if we'll ever have that again. So yeah, I, I really don't know. Yeah.
1: Probably not. Yeah. Would be my guess.
0: Casual is there. Just play within the rules and make sure you guys are, everyone's having fun. Basically. Yep. Yep, that's basically it. So, with that, I think we have a very long, not as long as last week, but a very
1: long show. It's a long show. Might get a a super, super super quick edit. (laughs) Yes.
0: Yes. So, that was all the formats. Hopefully, you guys are all clear on them now. If there's something you want to, like,
1: get clarified, you can try to tweet at us, at Casual Tripod. If you want to ask us why we didn't talk about your last Judge Tower game, uh, you can hit us up on Facebook at Casual Try Hard MTG. Or if you want to tell us about your sweet Rochester, you can email us, show at casualtryhardmtg.com. Uh, like I said at the top of the show, if you're looking to pick up any TCG Player Affiliate link, tcg.casualtryhardmtg.com. Anything you purchase after following that link, we'll get a small cut of to help the show going. If you want to support us more directly, you can do so at patreon.com slash casualtryhardmtg. We would really appreciate it if you signed up and chipped a couple bucks and it really helps us out. Uh, we also have a Discord. There's a link in the description. There's a link on all our social media. Come on in and join the conversation. Let us know all about format and tell us if there's something in particular you wish you knew when you went to your local game store for the first time.
0: So with that, we will catch you at Ephraim, hopefully. We'll
1: catch you at Ephraim.